Hey Church! Hello, good morning! It's really great to be here. We've obviously had a super hard week coronavirus-wise with the latest news there and that's been really tough and we're yeah. really feeling that. Yeah, and in fact we've we actually redid the whole service, didn't we? We Yeah. <laughs> in light of what a difficult week it has been yeah. for so yeah. many. So we yeah, really got something to bless you guys this morning. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it has also been my first week working for church. And we're having a great time. Still smiling. <laughs> she is still smiling. And uh, yeah, yeah it, even though it has been kind of tough on a lot of levels. Yeah. I hope you've maybe had some moments, some glimpses, some silver linings. And yeah. uh, we certainly have, haven't we? We have, yeah. It's been great. We're both feeling really excited and really blessed to be serving you guys together yeah. throughout this year. And I'm happy to have a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, I've got a friend. I got a friend in you. Is that the song? I don't know. Anyway, moving quickly on. <laughs> and uh, so, like you say, we have a we, we have a, a service um, put together for pretty much anyone who's feeling pretty low. Which, yeah, a cool, you know, chatting with the lunchtime prayers, yeah. chatting with our home church. It's really obvious that this lockdown is hitting us. Yeah, just in a different way. And it's mm. the winter, isn't it? Yeah. And it's harder to get out and the days are shorter and yeah. all of that. And so we really felt God lead us to do something that is going to really bless you, a bit different to normal. So hey, listen, we as we as we mentioned in the lead into the service today, we we basically decided to do something very different. We wanted mm. to really respond to the mood that we know is out there yeah. and uh, and that we're all experiencing in different ways. Yeah. And, and got a real sense, actually, that God, who is our good shepherd, who is our ultimate pastor, mm -hmm. wanted us as his pastors here in the Light Church just to, yeah, to lead the church, to lead you and to shepherd you through this week and through some of the emotions uh, of that. And so mm -hmm. we've got some great stuff lined up for you uh, and really hope it blesses you as we yeah. go through it. And uh, but to start off with, Rach, you really felt God speak to you, didn't you? Um, yeah. At Boris's announcement about the waves. Why don't you just share a little bit of what God spoke yeah. to you? Yeah. So on Monday night, after we'd watched Boris's announcement, as I'm sure many of you did, I felt, oh my gosh, this is another massive wave that we're all going to have to contend with yeah. and cope with. And it really felt like this huge thing and when you realize that millions of other people all around the country will have been tuned in at the same time it just dawns on you how big this is yeah. for us how much of a challenge this is for us and as I was feeling the overwhelm of all of that God reminded me of the passage in the Bible where Jesus sleeps peacefully <laughs> through his storm and so I want to bring a bit of that to you this morning before Matt starts to lead us through Psalm 23. So the passage is Mark 4 and it's from verses 35. So I think that'll come up on the screen now, but I'm going to read it for you and then we'll talk a little bit about that together. So from verse 35, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. <laughs> the disciples woke him and said to him, "'Teacher, don't you care if we drown?' 
He got up, rebuked the wind, said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely mm. calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, who is this that even the wind mm. and the waves obey him? Wow. And as soon as I read that, the first thing that came to mind was that Jesus is in the boat the entire time. Yeah. The disciples are facing these massive waves. They're going to swamp over the boat. The boat might capsize and Jesus is there right in the midst with them. So however you're feeling, whatever this looks like for you, whatever level of overwhelm you're at, Jesus is right in the middle of it with you. Amen. And then what else stood out, and this is really hard for us to get our heads around, is how peaceful he is in the middle of his storm. How is that even possible? I don't know if you felt peaceful this week, Matt. I think maybe about two o'clock on Wednesday for about <laughs> 10 minutes. I think that was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> peaceful isn't the word that I would describe this week, but there was Jesus peaceful yeah. in the middle of his storm. And two things stood out to me that I think we can really grab hold of this morning. And the first reason I think he's so peaceful is that because he completely knows who God is. He knows who his father is. He knows that he is God of the impossible, the creator of heaven and earth, that he speaks to us, listens to us, walks with us, loves with us, provides for us all these amazing things. And knowing that means that he can rest in the middle of his storm. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that stood out to me is that Jesus completely knows who he is. He knows that his identity is completely rooted in his father. He is God's son. He has been given authority. He knows his mission and his calling and his purpose. And he lives out God's kingdom on earth. And that's the same for us as well, Matt. Yeah, yeah. We can have our identity completely rooted in our father. Come on. And when we connect with that, we can rest through all kinds of turmoil. And it doesn't mean that we don't feel them. It doesn't mean that we don't have those emotions, but there's a certain kind of inner peace when you know who your father is and you know that you are his son or daughter. The last bit that the disciples say is, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? And so Matt's gonna lead us through Psalm 23, where we really reflect on who Jesus is and yeah. what he provides for us in our hardest of storms. Yeah, fantastic. Before we do that, we're gonna have a song. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we've, uh, so we haven't got a block of worship today. We're gonna have a song, then we're gonna have some meditation, then another song, then some meditation as we work through Psalm 23. And uh, so let's just prepare ourselves for that first song. Let's just, quieten ourselves let's maybe close our eyes maybe hold your hands out before god maybe turn the music up a little bit get the volume out and uh yeah and lord we just uh we thank you that you are there <coughs> in the midst of the storm yes Father. we thank you that you are in our boat with us mm. and we thank you that the wind and the waves still know your name that they still obey you and if we turn to you, that actually it doesn't matter how big the storm gets, we are safe and we are secure. Mm. So draw us 
Let your spirit touch our spirit as deep calls to deep as we worship you, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How good it is to be still and know. And that's what we're going to do now. We got a bit of a sense to do a guided meditation. And uh, as we were discussing what to talk about and what to focus on, we were led to Psalm 23, at which point God dropped the term comfort food into my mind. And uh, this week's probably been a week where a few of us have turned to a bit of comfort yeah. food. And uh, we were chatting, weren't we, with some of the guys that lead some yeah. of the youth stuff and about their comfort food, random stuff. <laughs> Ribs, although I'm a big fan of ribs. Steak and chips was in there. That's always a good one. Yeah. Chocolate cake. In fact, anything chocolate for me is always up there. Yeah. <laughs> and a few people responded on Facebook. Fish and chips. James Dennison with a nice lamb shank mash and gravy sounded really good. And uh, hey, the reason we like comfort food is because we know it's going to be good. It's a solid deliverer of comfort to yeah. our bellies and our souls all at the same time. And uh, Psalm 23 is kind of like that. It's kind of like Bible comfort food. It just delivers time and time again, always nourishes, always pleases, always makes you feel good. And that's why we decided in this week where we've all probably had a bit too much comfort food, we'll have some spiritual soul comfort food as well. So... What we're gonna do is take you through it in a meditative style. And uh, that means there's gonna be some film appearing on screen and we're gonna intersperse it with worship and really just pray you receive from God this beautiful, beautiful truth of his word. Mm. Yeah. So Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. He is your good shepherd. He leads you, guides you, nurtures you, heals you and provides for you. Whatever your needs, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, he has all that you need and he knows all of your needs. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. When the sheep saw the green pastures, it had been because the grass was so vibrant, the food was ready there to be enjoyed. And he makes us lie down in that place of his abundant provision. He feeds us and he restores us. He makes you lie down. The truth is, he invites you to let him. He invites you to come into this green pasture and to rest, to be kind to yourself 
and to receive his goodness. Will you receive it? Will you allow him to make you lie down? He leads me besides quiet waters, still waters. Maybe just close your eyes. Take yourself to a place of quiet, restorative water. There's nothing like walking in the Yorkshire Dales and seeing the, the river coming over the, the rocks. Maybe walking out in the mountains as it a lovely fresh stream tumbles off the mountainside. He leads you because he knows that as you gaze upon that water, it does something to your soul because it reminds you that he is the one who is the living water. As Jesus said, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And in doing all of this, he refreshes your soul. To talk of refreshing means that some of the freshness has gone. And we only have to look over the last year to know that we have had the freshness, yeah, stolen in many ways. The freshness of seeing friends, of seeing family, of being able to go out and hang out, being a big group, being a small group, come together as church, whatever. It brings freshness to our souls. But he's a good shepherd and he can still refresh our soul. Even in the midst of COVID, he refreshes our soul. Let's worship him again. Great, let's pick up Psalm 23, the second half of verse three. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. The right path. Do you think, do you feel that you are walking the right path with God this morning as you listen to this? If there's a right path, there must be a fair few wrong paths as well. But the second part of this verse says, for his name's sake, we are on the right path for his name's sake. Currently, we live in a world that has no idea what the truth is. God has been misrepresented time and time again. We are on the right path for his name's sake. We are his sons, his daughters, and the hope and the love and the light that we can carry into situations when we're on that right path can literally transform the world for his kingdom. Where are you as you watch this? When was the last time you sat with God and connected with him and the path that you're on? But he doesn't force us to be on that path. 
He doesn't chain us to it. He doesn't demand that we're on that path. He gently leads us and guides us for his name's sake, because he knows that that is the best path for us. Verse four, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I don't know about you, but is anybody feeling consumed at the moment? Consumed by media reports of disease, and death and fear. Perhaps since March, it's been on our radar way more than it ever has been. And yet this verse is still for us today. Jesus says to us, we can fear no evil. Mm -hmm. Do not be afraid. How many times does God tell us in the Bible not to be afraid? Do not fear. This is what this psalm offers us. This is what we can connect with when we come into God's presence and sit and rest with him. Whatever's going on in our world, whatever our circumstances are, we can fear no evil. Philippians 4, 6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do not fear. Do not be anxious. Do not be afraid. Let's continue with the rest of verse four. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Perhaps one of the hardest verses in this psalm to really understand. The shepherd's rod, it was a short implement, a bit like a club or a mace. And this was not for the sheep, but it was to protect the sheep. This is what the shepherd used when he had to jump into action to protect the sheep, protect them from predators. This, this short, stocky, hard, heavy thing that he would fight off the attackers with. He'd ward them off, he'd fight them off. And though you cannot see it, the good shepherd fights for you today. His rod, his, his fighting implement, he uses in the physical and the spiritual. He goes to battle against all that comes against you. His rod, it comforts me. His staff, it comforts me. That long, tall, lightweight staff with that famous shepherd's crook bent into the end of it. An instrument of rescue, an instrument of guidance, 
The sheep would look to the staff to see where are we heading? Where is the shepherd leading us? Let us follow. And if a sheep were to fall and to stumble and to be out of reach, the shepherd who speaks of the love of the one sheep that has gone missing will take that staff and will grab the sheep with him and rescue. His staff, it comforts me. The rescuer is there to rescue you when you are in a hole. And finally at night, the shepherd would use his staff to count his sheep in. As they came into the sheep pen, they would each pass under the staff and as they went under the staff, the shepherd would count each sheep in to make sure that no one was missing. He watches over you at night. He counts you in as you pass under that staff, as you lay your head down, knowing he keeps watch. And like any good shepherd, he sleeps in the doorway. Jesus said, I am the gate. And that basically means that if anyone wants to attack the sheep, they've got to get past the shepherd first. Jesus is the good shepherd. Verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. We're back to food again. He has prepared a table. He has prepared the comfort food, the roast dinner, the ribs, the chocolate fudge cake, the big glass of Cabernet Sauvignon, or maybe a nice cold Diet Coke. He prepares the emotional and spiritual equivalent of this beautiful food and drink. He lays it before you. And although trouble may just be round the corner, he says, relax, eat, enjoy. Who cares that they're near? Just receive. He anoints your head with oil. Right now, come Holy Spirit, anoint our heads with the oil of gladness. And as we do that, let us say to ourselves, my cup overflows. The cup of his blessing overflows. We are not a heart, cup half empty or a cup half full. We are a people whose cups overflow. Let's pick up 
verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Yeah. How amazing is that? Come. Mercy is when we receive forgiveness and compassion, even when we don't deserve it. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever your situation is, whatever mistakes you've made in the past, know that if you're walking with the Good Shepherd, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Wherever you're walking, whatever situations are coming next, he wants to bring his goodness and his mercy to completely surround you in every single situation. What a blessing that is. What an awesome promise that is when walking with the Good Shepherd. Part two of that verse goes on to say, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. To dwell with him. Dwell doesn't mean to pop in, to pass by, to quickly visit. Dwell means to live in, to rest with, to stay, to settle. And God invites us, God wants us to dwell with him forever. He loves us that much. He wants to dwell with us. When was the last time you invited God to come and dwell with you? To dwell in the midst of your chaos, in the midst of your timings, in the midst of your emotion, your feelings, your situations. When was the last time you asked him to come and sit with you, to create some time to dwell with him? We can all do that right now. We can do that this week. We can do that in the days and weeks and months to come. I personally have found that over all these lockdowns, I've needed much more time carved out to sit and dwell with God. He knows we need to sit with him. He knows when things are really hard, we need to rest and be in his presence and be filled up. Take some time right now to dwell in your spirit and in your soul with the God who's made you and loves you and has seen you from the beginning of time. So we're going to bring our time to a close but I really want to encourage you to stay in that space with God if you can feel him ministering to you right now. And all of us will have found different verses stand out there to us. God will have spoken to us about different things. And that's brilliant. So keep there, keep resting with God. Keep connected to this moment. 
and know how loved you are, how you can rest in the storms, whatever the waves of 2021 are, this psalm stands for you mm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are not a distant God, that you are not a far off God, but you are the God who comes near. Father, in living rooms all across Bradford and beyond, we pray that your people will know you near. Father, we pray especially for those who have it toughest. Mm. We pray for those of you who have young children at home and are having to somehow hold down a job and homeschool mm. all at the same time. Mm. When Rachel talks about dwelling and making space, you're thinking, what space? But there is a minute here, a minute there. Your father beckons you use that don't jump on that social media don't fill it with something else make sure you get your fill of him mm. he will be your provider for those of you really struggling with mental health we remind you jesus is in the boat with you mm. he can speak to the mental waves that are crashing over you and we speak now in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. And we say, be still. Mm. Be still. And know. Yes, God. For those of you living on your own, we pray that you would know the Good Shepherd close. Yes, Father. His comfort, his provision. We mm. send you our love. We wish we could give you a hug, but we thank you that the Holy Spirit is the best hug you'll ever get. Come Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Father, I thank you again that you knew that this year would be like this. None of it is a surprise to you, Father. Father, we can't do this year on our own without you. We need to draw down your goodness and your love and your safety for us. And I thank you that you have built us all together as family for such a time as this. And I pray that you would help us to minister to each other, to bring your comfort and your care and your truth to each other while we all journey this year together. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Great. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we pray this has blessed you. Uh, if it has, if you'd like more of this sort of thing, why don't drop us an email or a WhatsApp or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we just want to serve you the very, very best we can, our church family. And uh, it's genuinely a joy and a privilege to be able to do this. So, yeah. Yeah. God bless you. Have God a good bless. week. As good as you can, knowing that your good shepherd leads you through it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And know that we are always praying for you. We are. <laughs> we are. God bless.